All right. Welcome back to Adorn Podcast. This is episode 29. This is our final episode in our series on community. We are going to talk with Rocky Bush about community's role during suffering. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Hey Rocky, welcome to the Adorn Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm originally from California and... Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> Represent. I had an awesome childhood. I have one younger brother. And then I went off to play soccer in college at the University of Evansville in southern Indiana. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I had a summer internship in Florida where I met my husband. Oh. I know. Crazy. And then we've been together for 10 years now, married for eight, and we've been in Texas for eight years. Mm. And um, we have a Siberian Husky, and we have a five-month-old boy named Merrick. I like how you put them in that order. I know. (laughs) I went in order of like what happened. Right. Right. Chronological. That makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. sense. (laughs) And I like doing triathlons. Mm -hmm. Fun. Mm -hmm. Fun, fun. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Give us some fun facts about you. Okay. So I have two random fun facts, one of which my husband had to remind me of, but... Um, so I scored four goals against Creighton one year in college and I was named an all American, an all American team, which is pretty cool. That's the part he had to remind me of. Um, it was great. We basically had two forwards that were really stellar and so they marked them and I was just kind of (laughs) hidden and so they forgot (laughs) that there was a third forward. Uh, and then the second thing is I won a Twitter contest a couple years ago. What's a Twitter contest? So Delta put out a contest on Twitter to use emojis on why you want to go see Chelsea football. Right? <gasps> I know. Football meaning soccer in yes. Europe. Yes. For those of you <laughs> who don't know. And uh, my husband spent like 20 minutes doing his tweet. And then I was like, I'll just do one just because. And I did it. And we won. So they flew us there first class. No. Which is, is crazy. Amazing. Got us a hotel and the game. <gasps> what? It was incredible. I always feel like those things are fake, like not yeah, yeah. A real. The contest. people who wanted to notarize our stuff said it was fake. And I was like, no, this is legit. Oh wow. my gosh. You That's have to pay crazy. taxes on that stuff. But oh. other than that, it was awesome. That is so yeah. cool. That, that is, is cool. that might be yeah. the best fun fact we've oh. had so far. That's really neat. Fun fact <laughs> I don't know. Jules with her maple syrup. That was pretty good. That was good. pretty good, too. That's true. Yeah. Go back and listen to what episode would that uh, be? The fasting episode. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the reason we have you here, Rocky, is to talk to us about community's role in suffering. So can you tell us a little bit about um, your life story and how community has helped you through suffering? Yeah. So I kind of want to just highlight our suffering at first and kind of walk through what that was Mm -hmm. flip note version but at first I just want to say that this is our story and this is our perspective and this is the way we did it and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong and that anybody um, can take bits from this but um, you will find your own way and Mm -hmm. I think community is there to help with that so suffering for us started a couple years ago when we were trying to have kids Mm -hmm. right I didn't know it was so challenging some people get pregnant real quick but not for us took a couple years and then we got pregnant with what I call shrubs one 
So we are the Bush family. So I reference them oh. as little shrubs. I was I wondering to where that, that out when I was yeah. reading the notes. I was like, shrubs. Shrubs. <laughs> so we're the Bushes. So shrubs Cute. won. I That's love where this it. all starts. Love it. So shrubs won was a thing. And we were so excited because when you get that first pregnancy mm. test, it's just, it's crazy. And we were told at our first appointment that the sack was smaller. So there's a 50% chance that it wouldn't work. But we were hopeful because there was no reason not to be at that point. So later on in December um, of 2016, I miscarried. And it was heartbreaking at that time because it was a reality at that point. And then it was about the physical endurance of all of that. Ended up having an emergency DNC. Um, and that time, honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but community is what lifted us up. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't want to say easy, but it was easier for us because you could feel those prayers lifting you up and they were carrying our burdens. Mm. So fast forward uh, to the spring of 2017 and we get pregnant again and we go up to Arlington for a work event and we have our appointment next week and I start having symptoms Mm -hmm. and I know these symptoms Mm -hmm. and I know they're not good. So we ended up going to a clinic there verifying that it was a miscarriage and we drove through the night at two o'clock in the morning uh to be home to see my ob and it was a miscarriage this one i passed naturally i guess you would say and that one was really hard because it came out of left field we weren't prepared our hearts weren't prepared it felt like a slap across the face Mm -hmm. um and i think it was hardest for my husband who was very angry as he has he should be because Mm -hmm. he was protective of his wife and knew what we had gone through right um So we kind of went through that and that took a lot more work and a lot more community because it was just picking up the pieces again. Mm. Um, And then it was July, which is when Shrubs One should have been born. Mm. And we had this party. This is my community. This is my people. Go find your tribe and find your people. And they came to celebrate what would have been the birth of Shrubs One. And I remember how depressed I was because not only should I have had Shrubs One, but I was trying to get pregnant again and... I wasn't. I was on my period. How mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how poetic that you have to like go through right. all of that suffering, right, mm-hmm. during that emotional suffering. And I remember they prayed, and I remember specifically what they prayed for, and we were all in tears. And then we just had to go on from that. And it wasn't until a month later that I got pregnant mm-hmm. with Shrubs 3, hmm. which is Merrick. Yeah. <laughs> and he was born – let me back up. I took a pregnancy test and there was that faint line, right? Mm-hmm. So I needed a second one to make sure. And I got on my knees in the closet and I prayed, God, if this is a real pregnancy, if this is something that is going to happen, I need you to go all the way with me. I cannot go through what I went through the first or second time. So if you need to take that line away, take that line away. And I got up and there were two lines. Hmm. And for that third pregnancy, it was about trusting God along the way and then having my community to remind me about that and then Merrick was born on April 24th 2018 one year to the day that shrubs two happened wow mm-hmm. that's it, crazy that it, was, it was a 24 hour yeah. labor to get to that point wow yeah and then just just to throw on some more to that fun story is five days after Merrick was born we were home and my mom was coming down the stairs holding Merrick and she had thought that going backwards was a better idea just for holding the handle with one hand and holding the baby mm. with the other. And my staircase turns and the handle drops off. Mm. 
and she missed it. And she fell backwards on her head and dropped my baby. <sighs> she was unconscious. Her eyes were rolling back in her head. And oh, my baby had his baby. head turned up against the chair. Mm. And I turned around and I saw them. And my first thought, because of what I had gone through, because of the gratitude I had learned, because of my community to reinforce those things, I literally said, thank you, God, for this baby for the five days that I had him. Oh <laughs> You're making me cry. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> and so I picked him up because how do you choose between your kid and your mom? That's so hard. Or a parent. And um, I chose the kid. And my husband comes over and picks up her head, and it's gushing blood from mm. the back. So we go into survival mode. I had a C-section, so I'm not supposed to be doing anything. My body shuts down into, like, crippling mode because I was freaking out. We call 911. They come in. She's fine. She was in the hospital for longer than I was. <laughs> she had nine staples in her head. She was a fall risk, and she had um, a lot of physical therapy. So she's doing really well. Um, but it was that final moment that kind of – just brought the ultimate level of gratitude mm. to this baby. Mm-hmm. So was Merrick okay as soon as you picked him up? He was great I mean, question. He's okay now. I like I didn't we, say that. we know that Merrick's yes. okay now, but yes. at the time, like yes, he was okay. He was totally asleep. He was swaddled. Oh, mm, he boy. was just asleep. And babies yeah. are like rubber bands. They are. They, they are. So mm-hmm. it was just like she ended up getting the impact, mm-hmm. and then he kind of mm-hmm. slid into the couch. So we just assume mm-hmm. that all babies have their close to death moment and that was it and so we're good Mm. (laughs) for life right (laughs) i know that's not true but well hey that'll put your mind at ease at least a little bit bit. so yeah that was a lot but that's our truth thank you for sharing all of it Mm -hmm. with us um Mm -hmm. i hope that that's encouraging to all of you that are listening um can you kind of share a little bit more about how the community you alluded to how community kind of helped you through Mm -hmm. that can you give us some more about that sure So I want to go ahead and look at scripture, um, and I want to note that there are all kinds of suffering. So in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 through 9, it says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So in these two verses, Paul talks about different kinds of suffering. He talks Mm -hmm. about mental suffering, physical suffering, emotional, spiritual suffering, and... um, he just reminds us that we may think that we're at the end of our rope, but we're never at the end of our hope. Mm. And that hope is found in God. And community is there to remind us of that, to constantly point back to the cross and to say, focus on God. And that's kind of what it was for us Mm -hmm. during all this suffering. I think there's huge value in specifically Christ centered community. Mm -hmm. So they're there to celebrate all these good times, but they're also there for the times of suffering and to continue to point us back to the cross, to lift Mm -hmm. us up in their prayers and to be there for us. Mm -hmm. So our community, we have a variety of people. We have our life group um, through the church, which we love and we do life with and we study with, and they are there with us for the good and the bad. Um, We love our neighbors. We have a tight grip, a tight knit um, neighbor group. And then we have some close friends that have unfortunately walked this road before us specifically, mm-hmm. and they were able to kind of guide us through different things because we just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Wow, you God has blessed you with some awesome community. That's what I was thinking. Not everybody has yeah. that many like pockets of community. That's really cool. So let me tell you, at the beginning when we first moved to Texas, we prayed specifically for community. Mm-hmm. And it is so crazy how alone you feel when you're in a new place. Mm-hmm. And what's 
insane to think about now is I remember that I would walk into HEB and there was a hundred percent chance that I would, I would not see anybody I knew Mm -hmm. because I didn't know anybody. Right. Right. So we prayed for the right neighbors and the right place Mm -hmm. and the right church. And it took us years of kind of grinding it out. Mm -hmm. And it was for this moment Mm -hmm. where we have our struggle and the right people are there with the right investments and the right just tribe. So yeah. Yeah. That's good. That brings back a point we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about like, just go and be community mm-hmm. and you will find yeah. community. Mm-hmm. And it's it's yeah. not always easy, but just keep working at it because it is worth it. It is so hard, especially yes. as adults. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like kindergarten where you just like sit next to somebody like, want to be best friends? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be, I guess. Yes. No, <laughs> but you're in the I same class. <laughs> like there's given, there's given yes. avenues. Here yes. you have to like really be intentional. And when you talk about like, God giving you community for that time. Mm -hmm. I think back to when we were walking through some really tough stuff and we had some friends that lived here only for a few years, like very short stint they lived here. And I've told her over and over and over, I think God put you in Round Rock just for that time. Mm -hmm. Like I know other good things came out of that time for y'all here, but I don't know what I would have done without that specific community Mm -hmm. like it's really cool to look back and see how God uses people in your life during those times of suffering Mm -hmm. it's really neat Mm -hmm. really neat so how would you say that community has helped you experience God yeah so the first one is definitely seeing Christ like love Mm. Um, I personally lack from empathy and showing that and so to be on the receiving end and watch people selflessly give to us in different ways was really rewarding to just to experience it just to see what that's like when someone lays down their life for you or lays down their their day for you whatever that looks like um so that was really great the prayers i mean prayers work and we know this but i mean they lifted us up. We were sitting back and we were like, is this, is this too easy? Mm. But it was our people. They lifted us up in prayer and they were providing that, that call for peace. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a great one. Um, I think it's also an incredible feeling to walk into your church. And when your community knows your story, Mm -hmm. they, they show it in their eyes. They squeeze longer in their hugs they just say the right words. They just know. So when I came to church after one of our miscarriages, um, I saw a girl across the room and her eyes just locked and she came all the way across and she gave me a hug and she just poured into me. And one of the things she said to me that has stuck with me ever since was, have you let God hold you? And I said, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know what that means. I've never heard that before. I don't know. And she was basically saying, have you been still enough in solitude enough to let him just hold you and to comfort you. And he's comforted me in other ways up until that point between his word and worship music and things like that. But this was different. This was pausing and just like rocking in his arms when you're a sad baby and you want your mom or your dad just to hold you because you're hurt. And I thought that was so great, but because she knew and she was part of my community, she was able to pour into me and I was able to experience Mm -hmm. God in a different way. That's great. I love the tangible, um, like you're saying, there, there are tangible ways that community helps. Because I think sometimes we have this idea of community in our head or we have an idea of what it would look like to be community for someone or to receive that community. But to know, like, here are tangible things. Mm-hmm. Prayer 
helps. Prayer works. Mm -hmm. Giving someone a hug, like just those tangible, Mm -hmm. small things that make a difference Mm -hmm. are just really good for us to remember in those moments of how to then help others Mm -hmm. while they're suffering. Mm -hmm. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So where do we see this idea of community's role in suffering throughout the Bible? Sure. So there's a bunch of different examples, but the one I want to point to is of Peter. So first of all, he denies Jesus after he said that he wouldn't. So you're dealing with the suffering and the heartbreak of you just, you just denied our savior. Like he said you would. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Jesus dying and the suffering of that and the heartbreak of that. Of course he rose again and all is good with the world, but just the suffering. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Peter goes on to say in John 21, he says, I'm going out to fish, which you might think is simple. Right. Some people say that maybe he was going back to his old ways. We don't know. But then the disciples, which is his community, they Mm -hmm. say, quote, we will go with you. Mm. So we will be there with you. We will be present with you. We're going to walk through whatever junk you have. We're going to be there with you. Mm -hmm. And then later on, that's when Jesus appeared to them for the third time after he was raised from the dead. So I just see them being united and staying together no matter what. Mm. and following that person even if they want to go away Mm. going somewhere where you might not want to go but in order to be with them you'll go there right and i also thought about replacing the the word community with the word love Mm. because that's what it's all supposed to do right Mm -hmm. love to point back point back to love to be loved to be christ-like love um and in galatians 6 2 it says carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of christ so we're called to lift up the burdens of others and we are called to love like him. Mm. And then in John 13 verses 34 through 35, Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By all this, men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm. And I think that love is found in community. You can say the same thing. If you have community with one another, mm-hmm. if you love one another. Mm-hmm. Love it. I mm-hmm. think that really goes yeah. on what we talked about last week too about community as the body of mm-hmm. the That's whole body of Christ yeah. is that we are we are called to do that ultimately to bring God glory and when mm-hmm. people see like when people look at you and your neighbors or you and your life group they're like I want that mm-hmm. I want that close knit community I want someone to walk with me through suffering and mm-hmm. it gives a chance to put the gospel on display and to put God on display to show mm-hmm. each other this is what it looks like mm-hmm. because of Christ mm-hmm. so right it's just cool. different that yeah. that Christ centered community is so different than what we see out just in like the secular world mm-hmm. it's different the love is coming from such a different place and people see that self-seeking no it's not it's very selfless and I think people can see that loud and clear Mm -hmm. so what does community look like on a practical level when walking through suffering with others man that's a good way to walk this out there's so much so first I want to look at James 1 verses 2 through 4 so it says consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds so I kind of want to pause right there so it's can be super hard to find the joy quote unquote Mm. when you're in the midst of the struggle i recognize that it's so hard and if you've just lost like a loved one or if you're going through physical stuff or if you're in the middle of a heartbreak it's hard to find joy in this but community plays that important role here by pointing Mm. you back to jesus Mm. when you don't want to Mm -hmm. or when you can't um yeah and then there's a word in there that says whenever Mm -hmm. it doesn't say if Mm mm-hmm 
It says whenever. So we will face these trials. We will be going through suffering. We will have temptations while we're here. So we need our people. Mm. We need our community. We need our tribe. We need our Christ-centered like love. And we need to be prepared. I think that's part of it is being prepared with your with your community, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you will face suffering. I'm going to face the suffering again. Um, and we need to rally as a community in Christ-like love to be there for one another. Mm. So here's the good news. It goes on to say this. It says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Mm. And then in verse 12, it skips to say that blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Mm. So we don't really know the depth of our character until we see how we react under pressure. Mm. And that's kind of the refining process from, from God. And he will not leave us alone in our pain and suffering. And he will be alongside us and hold us and grow us and mature us. Mm -hmm. So I think that's encouraging. I know that's hard, but that's encouraging. So I have a couple of examples. So first I would say show up Mm. as the community, just show up Mm. as the person who's in suffering, allow people in physical presence can just have a single huge impact on people. Mm. And here's the most important thing. It's not about what you say. It's about your presence Mm. because I don't remember specifically what people said all the time, but I remember who was there. Mm. Right. I remember those hugs and those moments. I know those people, I know their faces. So just being present. Jesus had a heart for these kind of people that were suffering. He went to the blind. He went to the woman at the well and he was present. Mm. So be present. Mm. Number two, I would say is listen. Just listen. Let them say it a thousand times, a thousand different ways, but just be there to listen. Number three are words. And this is a tricky one. I want to put a little asterisk, a little Mm -hmm. cautionary thing here because it can go so bad so fast, but it could also be so good and fruitful. So one of the things that someone told me a million times before it sunk in was, it's okay to not be okay. And I had to hear that over and over and over again before I actually realized and believed that it is okay to not be okay. But she had to just keep reiterating that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you just want to say, I'm sorry, or I love you, those two things are enough. You don't have to find the right scripture or the right word or the right prayer. You can just say, I'm sorry, and I love you. And that is enough. Or a simple I'm thinking of you or a card. If there's a tug on your heart to reach out for a text, just do it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that on mm-hmm. here before, yeah. I feel like. I mm-hmm. feel like Hannah talked about it, mm-hmm. yeah. It won't It won't be wrong. It won't go unnoticed. It will be right. worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I think one of, the, one of the misleading things you can say is let me know if I can do anything mm. because it just leaves it open-ended and they're probably not going to answer Mm -hmm. so being more specific so I had a friend who went through a move and a baby in the NICU all in the same Mm. like week Mm. it's crazy yes and she was so lost in all the chaos of all of that one of those is hard two of them is harder right and she just needed help so if I were to say let me know how I can help she has no idea right Mm -hmm. so I went over to her house with donuts of course and (laughs) I helped her move in pack her boxes organize and just put things away and afterwards she was like oh that's what I needed Mm -hmm. so sometimes you just have to go and do yeah yeah um and then there's some practical needs stuff right so like food laundry cleaning picking up dropping off kids there's just different things that you can do just to jump in and I think that's where it's similar to what we talked about with Hannah like knowing your community and building Mm -hmm. those relationships Mm -hmm. where you are close enough to say 
I'm coming over mm-hmm. and I'm helping you mm-hmm. or I am bringing you food and you're okay with it or mm-hmm. we're going to do this today and mm-hmm. that's how it's going to be. Like to have that little bit of bossiness with that person. <laughs> or sass. Or sass. <laughs> loving you know, sass. It's, lo- it's loving. It's mm-hmm. all coming from a place of love and they'll mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. But where you know them good enough to know this is what they need right now mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to show them that I love them and they're just going to deal with it right. and that's okay. Right. And looking back, they might be frustrated in the moment, but I think looking back, they'll see like mm-hmm. that was that was love. And that's what I needed. Like you said, right. that's exactly what your friend needed. She didn't mm-hmm. know she needed donuts and you to help her pack boxes. <laughs> right. but she did. Right. We always need donuts. We always need donuts. <laughs> I think something that's really helpful and encouraging here to me is that like presence is most important because mm-hmm. I am so awkward when it comes to. Like suffering, like I'm a over try to relatable person. Oh, like okay. I have no idea what you're experiencing because you just lost a parent and I haven't lost a parent, but I'm going to try my best to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And that is like probably super not helpful. And I know it's super not helpful <laughs> and I'm super awkward. I'm just like, I don't know what to say. And so I just ask like, how are you? And then I'm like, why didn't you say that? And I have this like inner dialogue going on. And I'm like, just shut up, Aaron. So like just the whole idea that like presence is powerful is Mm -hmm. really, really encouraging to me. And the listen, like just be there and listen. Mm -hmm. I need to just tell myself that over and over again because there are, there's actually somebody that I keep thinking of. The Lord keeps putting on my heart to like just go be there for them. Go be there for and them. And I'm like, but I don't know what to say. And you I keep telling God anything. like like Moses, right? I'm like, can't you send Aaron? He's send a Aaron instead. Not me, Aaron, <laughs> but send somebody else instead that's like more well-spoken because I'm super awkward. And um, But that is that is really, really encouraging. And I think, Good. I think most people, if they're being honest, can do that. Yes. So. Show up. Yes. Listen. Say, I'm yes. sorry. It's good. Send a text. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. So what are some things community could do that are not so helpful? Mm, We've all been there, right? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I really want to point to the obvious biblical answer here, which is the story of Job, right? So Job had it all. He had family. He had livestock. He was, quote, unquote, living the dream, if you will. And then he (laughs) lost everything. He lost family and livestock. And he was still faithful. And then he got attacked physically with blisters and all these things you can go read the whole thing the point is right we get to his people his friends his tribe his community and i'm gonna butcher these names but this is how i say it it's eliphaz bildad and zophar okay those are his that's his tribe so the good news is the things that they did right were they came to job when he was suffering and they sat with him in silent for days so that's the being present and the being the prayerful right and then they empathized with them and they spent time with him but here's where they took a strong left turn, which I would not recommend. Um, <laughs> they blamed Job for his sin and saying that that's what caused mm-hmm. his suffering, mm-hmm. that, that he needed to go confess and repent mm-hmm. to God. So you cannot assume that troubles are a sure sign of God's judgment. Mm-hmm. Number two, they cut him down with his words and they were giving false accusations, which is not fair in that time of suffering. And number three, they were very impatient, whereas Job was patient. So some practical examples for everyday life when you're not living in the Old Testament times would be (laughs) number one is saying that you're going to pray and then not following Mm. through. Mm -hmm. That's just an empty promise. And Mm -hmm. that's just not, Mm -hmm. that's not okay. Um, Number two is saying too much or the wrong thing, which can get us in trouble. So people don't want to hear, quote, God never gives you more than you can handle. Oh, which is so unbiblical anyway. Yeah, like, I don't agree with it. It's on a soapbox here. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, no. that's, a different, that's a different podcast. It's a different episode. <laughs> but it's not helpful, <laughs> right. Right? right? Okay. Or um, after someone dies, 
saying that heaven's rejoicing for that person. Well, the person that you're talking to is still suffering. So Mm -hmm. that is not helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what I mentioned before about saying, let let me know how I can help. Mm-hmm. that needs more direction. Mm-hmm. You need to get more intentional, be more specific. Um, to the person who's going through suffering, I would recommend based on my story is don't isolate yourself. Mm. You can't ignore the issue and you need to talk to your partner if there's a partner involved in this right. type of suffering situation. But well, it's that's hard and tricky. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Mm-hmm. This is going off a little bit on a tangent, Let's but did it. you find that difficult during all the suffering with you in Austin or were things, was it easier to talk to each other? Was it harder? Like, how did you handle that? I think naturally in our marriage, we're over communicators. Okay. In a good way. Yeah. And so we were able to kind of work through and talk through a bunch of things and plan out, if you will, Mm -hmm. and next steps and different expectations. Mm -hmm. The second one may have been a little bit harder. Shrubs number two, Mm -hmm. just because he was so caught off guard and angry and hurt. Yeah. I think for guys, sometimes it's harder to verbalize those emotions. And since he was protecting me and I was physically enduring, maybe there was a disconnect for that moment. But overall, just being open and honest and vulnerable and empathetic because we're yeah. both suffering in that moment. Yeah, because Hannah Hannah touched on the fact that you're a community too. You and your husband, you know, that True. that's community too. So I think that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. Did your community like life group and friends do you feel like they came and surrounded him and lifted him up as well as they did you I think sometimes dads can get kind Mm. of forgotten Jonathan has said that before yeah yeah it um I think they did a great job we were kind of a package deal so it kind of worked where they kind of came in Mm -hmm. and lifted all of us up I do think I got a little more attention from Mm -hmm. the physical side in this particular instance Mm -hmm. but yeah I think the harder part for our community to balance was there was another person who was pregnant at the same time. Uh, Yeah, that's tough. And it was hard to be joyful for her Mm -hmm. because it was Mm -hmm. joyful and still be empathetic towards me because it was still painful. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest part was coming to church and people asking her, how's your friend? Oh, yeah. Because she had a heart for me and her heart broke for me, but her heart was excited. This was her first baby and you should be excited. So it was just that it's that tricky balance in a season of life when someone's on the opposite spectrum Mm -hmm. of you. But I think we handled it very well as a group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love seeing that. We were able to watch some of that from the outside and it was beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful picture of community. Mm -hmm. I love it. Good. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So how do we encourage others with the gospel without belittling their pain does that make sense yes okay so that is super challenging so the words that i've written here in big capital letters in bold would be discernment and having the discernment to say now is a good time now is not a good time or yes i should say this or no i shouldn't say this and the number one way that you're gonna find that is seeking god and being prayerful about Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. so the first thing is to be prayerful so james 5 verse 13 says Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, we are praying first. Mm -hmm. And you guys have said this before, but check your heart. (laughs) What's your motive? What's what's going on here, right? And then that'll give you discernment on what to do and what to say and just trust it. Um, The second thing is, is if you can pray for them or with them and they're accepting of it, And you can, but again, you should be prayerful first and have that discernment on what to say, because that's also a sticky situation, Mm -hmm. especially just after suffering. 
And then sometimes you just have to invite them. Invite them out, just getting them out of the house or whatever that looks like for them and just doing life but being that light for them Mm -hmm. and letting your light of Jesus shine through Mm -hmm. for whatever they're walking through. This little light of mine. (laughs) Sing it, girl. (laughs) I love it. Always comes back to song. (laughs) Yeah, it does. So, okay, how about this? What if someone is... Um, having a hard time bringing their suffering to their community. Do you mm. have any encouragement for that? Sure. Also tricky. All of this is tricky. Mm. Oh, yeah. And all of this is, you know, per case basis. But right. for the person who's going through suffering, if you are not bringing it to your people in your community, I'd be curious to ask why mm-hmm. and have a reflection on why you're not doing that. Are you scared? Um, what is that reason? But I would encourage you to open up to at least one person because that is important. And someone wants to hear you. Someone wants to love on you. Someone wants to encourage you. Someone wants to pray for you. You do not have to walk through whatever you're walking through alone. Mm-hmm. We are meant for christ Center community. We are meant for people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important, just at least one person. You know, I went out and wrote a whole blog and posted it on Facebook. That was my... Mm-hmm processing that was me getting it out that was my way it's not right or wrong it's just my way so whatever your way is just reach out to somebody um and then for the community that's being reached out to i would say pause before you speak and say a prayer and let the holy spirit guide you Mm -hmm. because that right there is just that's gold Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it will and he will and you will serve that person greatly during their time Mm -hmm. that's good we've talked about before I think I think on the podcast if not we've talked about it personally Erin and I have we know someone um that is actually the same person that saw you from across the room but that person she thinks before she speaks Mm -hmm. yes she pauses like you can see her pause and process and Mm -hmm. like prayerfully think about what she's gonna say Mm -hmm. and I have so much respect for that because I just start Mm -hmm. talking Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. I don't like silence Uh like let's fill the void Mm -hmm. with something you know Mm -hmm. I have to say something I have to be encouraging I have to be wise I have to be all these things and um I think that's so important to remember just pause and let Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit work and sometimes silence is what you both need in that Mm -hmm. moment you know just Mm -hmm. that look or that hug or Mm -hmm. that squeeze of the hand or whatever it is Mm -hmm. sometimes silence is what you need so that pause is super important Mm -hmm. I I think that's a really good encouragement to those who don't want to bring their suffering to community because I think the enemy a lot of times likes to use isolation or loneliness to Mm -hmm. keep us in our suffering and that sometimes you might not get the healing that God wants Mm -hmm. you to have right now because you're holding it in right and that um if you would just open up to somebody then God can use that person and even use um one thing that we talk about in the mentorship program is like to allow God to redeem your past Mm. by using it to help someone else in their present and I think that's such a, a great thing is you might not even have any idea you might think I'm the only person that's ever suffered with this but as you open up to people and bring that to your community someone might be able to encourage you like you're saying that had walked the same path as you but Mm -hmm. before you Mm -hmm. and allowing that person to kind of redeem that suffering that they went through and use that to kind of help you is Mm -hmm. it's it's a beautiful thing to watch happen it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing and I think you know God delights in that in um Mm -hmm. in not to say bringing meaning to our suffering but allowing our suffering to then 
have more of a purpose in order to encourage someone. Would you say that's fair? Yes. Okay. And something I thought about when you were talking about the enemy wanting to keep us in isolation Mm -hmm. or those kind of things is just because you're asking for help doesn't make you weak. Mm. Oh, that's good. Asking for help, I think makes you strong because you are defeating the enemy in that moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's That's Holy Spirit right there. (laughs) That's not even written down. (laughs) (laughs) Isolation is so dangerous. Oh yeah. Oh man. Mm -hmm. I can just get in my head in those moments Mm -hmm. and things just start to spiral and, it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's so important to have those people surrounding you and lifting you up and reminding you of truth and all the things that we talked about. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be fair, I, my community is awesome and I am not there. I would not say a bad thing about them, but in general, community is messy mm-hmm. oh, and it's allowed yes. to be messy and mm-hmm. it's okay that it's messy and it's okay if you say the wrong thing because you can apologize and there's grace for that. Just do whatever is on your heart and just go. That person, Aaron, I'm gonna follow up with you. Oh, you're gosh. gonna <laughs> you're gonna reach out to that person because uh-huh. that person needs you mm-hmm. for whatever reason we don't know. And so just 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 do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any resources that you would recommend for us? So for me, at that time, it was all about journaling. So mm-hmm. I journaled every prayer that I was praying. Mm-hmm. For myself and for us and what we were going through and then people around us. And then what was super cool is going back and highlighting mm-hmm. in yellow what had come true mm-hmm. or what had happened or what so has cool. been answered. So amazing. And just being in the word because that is where it's going to remind you daily or hourly or by mm-hmm. the minute if you need it what the truth is. Mm-hmm. And that he, you are his and he is yours and that it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. and that he's got this right. and this world is temporary. And so I would just, that was, that worked for me. It brought me peace and comfort. Um, but yeah. So to go back and read my full story and read how Merrick or mm-hmm. shrubs three came to fruition is such a great testimony. It's such mm-hmm. a reminder. I always would have had gratitude for a baby, but I wouldn't have had this mm-hmm. much gratitude. Mm-hmm. My yep. life decisions wouldn't have been reflected if I didn't have this much gratitude, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I would just suggest, I'm not going to suggest like a certain book or a podcast or a sermon, but I will say just do something that brings you joy. Mm. So if you know what those things are, maybe it's working out or going out with friends or going to a favorite place or going to church or doing worship or whatever, or just sitting in a book and reading, but just do something that previously brought you joy mm-hmm. and get with your people, get mm-hmm. with your tribe and get with your community. Mm. Those are super helpful resources. Just really practical. <laughs> Very practical. Uh, seriously. Yes. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I really like the journaling idea mm-hmm. and looking back and seeing I how God is faithful. So wow. Yeah. That like is a, cool. It's like a history oh book now. Yes. Crazy. That is so cool. And I think that's such a good point about being in the word because in those times of suffering, I can only speak for myself here, but it seems like you kind of lose vision of truth. Mm. You're yes. like, wait, but this feels more true. Mm. And now I don't know if what feels true is true or what if I, what I know is true and it gets messy and foggy in your mm-hmm. mind. And so really like reading and spending time in your word, like you're saying to know this is truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I need to check my thoughts. Am I thinking that that's truth Mm -hmm. or am I not accepting that that's truth? I think that's such a good point. And why we make such a good big point about biblical literacy on here is because if you don't know Mm. what is truth, then in those moments, you're not going to be able to know that God is love because he's not, he might not feel like love Mm. and you're not going to know that God is good and God is for you Mm -hmm. because it's not going to feel like it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And the only thing that might tether you to that is the word. Mm-hmm. Because even sometimes someone telling you, like in your community or at church or whatever, someone telling you, no, God is good. God loves you. You're like, okay, that that sounds right, but that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And so having one source that is the inerrant word of God and knowing that everything in it is true, then it can, gives you some sort of ground, something that's not shifting when it mm-hmm. feels like everything else is shifting, mm-hmm. something that's not. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is such a good point. And I'm very glad that you brought mm-hmm. that up. Oh, good. That yeah. was great. What you just said. Oh, Preach thanks. it, girl. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I had a nugget, but I lost it because I was so excited about what you were saying. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Well, Rocky, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and making us cry and (laughs) and all the things. It was so good. Thank you. So beautiful, beautiful story of Mm -hmm. just how God can work through community during Mm -hmm. suffering. And um, yeah, a good example of what we should do. Yes, for for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very good. So do you have a quote that you would like to end the show with? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and allowing me to tell our story. And thank you to my people, my tribe, my community, because I love them. So shout out to you guys. You know who you are. (laughs) Um, But here's a little bit of perspective that I got when I was researching this more. And it's a quote that I read and I just love it. So it says, suffering, pain, and death are part of this world in which we live. If we look at the suffering and judge the character of God by it, then we are missing the point. It is what God has done about it that shows the heart of God. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cox.